0: This month on Devil Times Five, we're going to Texas. So I thought we needed a different theme tune, something that'll set the mood, something evocative of the sights, sounds and smells of Texas in the 1970s. Something like...
1: Devil Times Five.
0: <laughs> Starring Larry Hagman as CJR Ewan, <laughs> Barbara Bel as Miss MLE Ewan, <laughs> Patrick Duffy as Bob Bobrione Ewing, <laughs> Charlene Tilton as Lukey Ewing, <laughs> and of course me, Cliff Barnes, as Ken Kercheval.
1: <laughs> 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 Bit
0: of fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, howdy, Florida, how you doing? Yay. Good. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Yay. Cool.
0: So uh, welcome to all our listeners, old and new. We've had a real surge in our listener numbers over the last few weeks don't know why but if you're new then we hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far and if you're an old-timer and you've helped spread the word and get new listeners on board then that sort of thing makes us wetter than a mad hen as I believe they say in Texas. <laughs> uh, thanks especially <laughs> to Nico Ra, James Pitt and Ben Christopher Smith for the lovely feedback and also congratulations to our own Luke Poulton who won Essex Comedian of the Year Award. Woo!
1: Yay! Yay! Yeah! Woo!
0: Earlier this month as a result in it. Like,
2: yeah I was very happy with that
0: awesome awesome yes right enough <laughs> fannying about that's that done right yeah that's that that's it yeah let's get on with it find out what our horror highs and lows have been since we last got together uh so brianie let's start with you
3: hello yay uh well let shall we just get the the elephant out of the bag that's the, the phrase bear out of the um cage. the bear out of the <laughs> cage yeah <laughs> my low is midsummer Midsummer. the midsummer. sorry yeah it was fine um it it wasn't surprising it was fine uh i was bored it was long yes <laughs> uh, it looked beautiful it looks beautiful but a24 did that thing again where they advertise you something and you get shit um, <laughs> so i yeah it 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 was fine
0: yeah i absolutely agree i think if it was like 85 minutes long i'd really have enjoyed it but mm. the story is like things we've seen before. The characters are just two dimensional. It has no business being two and a half hours long.
3: I did enjoy the Mah! screaming though. There was a lot of that. That's Ari Aster, isn't it? He just loves yeah.
4: people
3: screaming. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Cause like all the, the human stuff that was in hereditary. Cause like he obviously, you're going to think of hereditary when you watch this film. Cause mm-hmm. hereditary was, was, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the first like forty minutes or so, where it's just her like dealing with her boyfriend and her boyfriend dealing with her, and like the fat spoilers, uh, the family being gassed and whatever like um, Ooh, well
1: gassed,
3: well gassed. It was a <laughs> gas. Um, but that stuff was really interesting, and it was it was more interesting than the cult stuff um, I found because the cult stuff was yeah. just very predictable.
4: Yeah. As a as an experience, I agree completely with Bryony for once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think <laughs> it's new. Yeah, we kind of got the same thing out of it. Um, I think uh, the, the hate is more kind of reserved for this genre of, of horror films that that kind of retread old ground, but do it really slowly. So people think that they say more than perhaps they actually do say. I think, you know, there are bits of it that work. I think the comedy actually works best. Uh, um. I weirdly, I wonder if you could cut it by an hour and it would actually work as a black comedy. I don't know, but obviously yeah. a two and a half hour comedy is stressful. He wants bends. to
3: direct a comedy next, actually, apparently.
0: Did you notice that every time there was a funny line it seemed to be an overdub. It seemed to be
4: done in post. There were there were a few wise cracks that were yeah off camera yeah. where it would be like, "Hey, you check out these crazy cult people." Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah.
3: What's with the bear?
4: Yeah, I don't know if they added that or what, but um, but yeah, the the comedy works all right. But I mean, ultimately, it was it was just sort of depressing how much it just gave you what you knew it was going to give you. Mm. in know, in a, in a, you know, and sometimes that can be really fun when you go and see a horror film that gives you. What you came for, but but with Midsummer it was just sort of like, oh, you're going to be like the Wicker Man. Oh, you're really going to be like the yeah. Wicker Man, uh, yeah. but really slowly. Yeah. Um, and more like the I, more like I the Wicker
0: Man he's... remake, really
4: yeah 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 definitely with the bear suits uh you know.
5: if he does do another horror film i would like it if he went full ken russell and just went completely mad yeah because there were kind of suggestions that that was where it was going to go and in the end yeah. it ended up being yeah I don't know, a little that, bit predictable that's exactly I,
3: what, what the problem yeah, is yeah i want it it the trailer promised it to be really fucked up and you got there yeah. and it, wasn't, it just wasn't he, that fucked up. There was a little bit of fucked up, but
4: it was only, only a little bit. It was really pedestrian fucked up because he stole it from other fucked up films. Whereas I wanted yeah. to see something that actually went off the rails and like delivered on all that portent that he'd been building mm. up for like a, an hour and a half. Mm. And, and When it needed to go mad, it, it didn't. It was just kind of like,
0: oh he yeah. He could
5: do proper extreme and fucked up though.
0: But Luke, you loved it.
5: I wouldn't say
2: loved it. I really, I do really like it um it was one of those films i had to go away from and sort of think about a little bit uh i do think it it does the, the end of it's really weird because it tries to be hereditary again and it's way too similar that ending that it, it mm. is just everything's the same from the from the, how hereditary is uh there's even a bit in there where some light starts happening and i'm like obviously it's meant to be in the same world as hereditary right. um I I do think he forces too many of his little subtle things throughout the whole. Well, he thinks they're subtle, Was but they're not. So they're subtle? Mm. Yeah. yeah. The whole the whole like painting on the wall at oh first, which yeah. is asleep, and it's the bear on the wall, the at the, the, the cartoon picture where it's a little girl with a crown on. Mm. And I think he thought those things were really subtle, but it's like you know right yeah. from that point that's something that's going to be happening later on in the film.
4: Literally and, signposting the plot. It really does. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Has he maybe assumed that his audience aren't that clever because actually we're, we're Bear Clever? Hey. hey. Hey, Bear Clever. Do you know what? I will say one last thing about Midsummer. is I enjoyed like the people coming out because my whole cinema were howling. They were laughing so much at this film um and this one guy as he's walking around he's like who the fuck wrote that <laughs> <laughs> it was up there on the screen mate um but yeah my my high uh, and now for something completely different just because it was so enjoyable and i really was not expecting to enjoy it um was final destination five oh, okay
2: yes
1: it's
3: yeah it's a it's a f- corker i was howling and having a great time with it um i it was on netflix so i was just doing my standard you know it's 3am i want to watch a film um, and just not really pay attention, but it was great. And even like the Naff way, it all sort of tied into the first one. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah, it was just like a really good schlock, lovely little horror film. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, it's good fun. Uh, and I watched, I, I watched a lot of like old like stuff I would have really enjoyed as a teenager this month. Actually, I watched um, Hostel, and I was like, oh, this isn't aged well at all. That's what you saying? I love um, it still. What? No, I don't think it's aged well at all. I think it's the hair. I don't like the hair anymore. It
4: It was a bad time for hair, wasn't it? The mid-2000s.
3: Oh, terrible. lot of frosted tips everywhere. But yeah, um, definitely top of the crop. Final Station 5. Loved it.
4: The frosted tip of your viewing. The
3: frosted tip of my my viewing, yes. I'm just laughing because frosted tip sounds a bit rude.
1: Yeah.
4: We could add it to the lineup of fictional bands.
1: Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's
0: been no frosted tips in this heat, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: Jimmy Lips and the frosted tips. <laughs> so,
0: CJ. Ah, <laughs> uh,
4: um, Well, I, I really didn't get to watch that many films this month. Um, so, luckily, I had uh, an abject bow that, that was just so, so low. Uh, it had to be the low, which was Annabelle Comes Home. Mm. uh Uh, which i i gotta stop like i i have enjoyed approximately 1.5 of all the conjuring franchise movies and yet i keep going to see them and i blame the fact that it's such a cool fucking doll like i love that (laughs) doll like the design of the doll is so cool you put that on a poster i'm gonna go in it's it's like catnip it's like Just this thing that lures me into cinemas and, you know, I part with my money and I hate these movies, Uh, but Annabelle comes home. Wow! Like I, I, ah, I, oh, I didn't think it could get worse, but it got worse. <laughs> People had said that this one was kind of funny and kind of goofy and a bit different, so I thought, oh, go on, go on. I should have known. It's by the same writer, this Gary Doberman guy, who I think might actually be a Doberman dog <laughs> who's just trying to understand humans, <laughs> yeah. because that would explain the dialogue and why it's so bad. There's like this. Is
5: chemical. there a point where where all the characters start chewing the doll for no reason? <laughs> And then there's a tennis ball going slowly across the screen. Um,
2: well, it, there
5: is a lot of direct films.
4: objects falling over. Uh, like, the, the the whole plot is that Annabelle is this beacon for evil, so there's all sorts of ghosts around the Warrens' house and they all kind of gather around and there's ghosts everywhere, which should be so much fun. But the ghosts are so shit... Like, there's a suit of samurai armour that sort of comes to life, stumbles a little, a couple of (laughs) steps, and then falls over. There's a toy monkey on the shelf that wakes up, gurns at the camera, and
5: falls over! And that's all it does! What? Why? What is scary about this? Nobody gets hurt in the whole movie. Maybe that's really scary for a dog. Exactly!
4: There's no grasp of what makes things <laughs> scary for human beings. So, but for canines,
5: it's fucking terrifying.
4: Put that, put that film on for your dogs and they'll run a mile. I mean, I, yeah. I'd probably call the RSPCA on anyone who did. <laughs> uh, but Jesus, what a pile of crap. I, I can't remember like coming out of a cinema feeling more cheated than, than Annabelle comes home, goes home. Annabelle Go Home.
0: I have no idea. I can't remember what it's called, but it was
3: just uh, piss off Annabelle. Luke
0: again, you liked that one, didn't you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say now that it was gonna be my high because yeah. I haven't watched much and I know I know CJ already hated it, but uh I really liked Annabelle Creation. See what are the one point five conjuring films you have liked?
4: Uh the the Conjuring I
2: quite enjoyed.
4: Yeah. Um, that that was that was well done. Yeah. Uh, and the first Annabelle film, I kind oh. of enjoyed the half of it that was Rosemary's
0: Baby, but yeah. the half of original material was terrible. For me, it's uh-huh. uh, for me it's The Conjuring and the second half of Conjuring 2.
3: Yeah, same.
0: Uh, but look, what did you like about Annabelle Comes Home, then, if that's your high?
2: Uh, so when when you say you like The Conjuring 2, that was, for me, it was a fun haunted house movie, because mm. that's what the, the second half of the movie turned yeah. into that. And I think that's what I just liked about Annabelle Comes Home, that, yeah, the first half is, there's some pretty bad acting, the script is quite bad, but it does turn into more of like a fun haunted house I, movie but, where there's just loads of things put into there. So what I a think great that's what
4: idea, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love the, that, that, that concept, and I just wish that the ghosts had done more or, or been more or just, I, I don't know. There was a lot of walking around in the dark and not actually any threat. Like nobody got threatened until the very very end when someone picks up a knife. Uh, and, and apart from that, there's no threat. The ghosts don't even say we're going to fuck you up. They just fall off shelves.
2: There's a so... massive bit of continuity in there as well.
4: Yes. Oh, there's,
2: there's the music box is in the house and this is meant to be set before The Conjuring and they get the music box from The Conjuring. Oh and it's meant to be set in I can't remember what year but there's a song playing that didn't get released until two years later yeah like, no, 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 I a TV did notice show the music a playing continuity. that doesn't, didn't come out until a year later oh, that is yeah, but, yeah but this
1: this
4: is really symptomatic of what pisses me off about the films uh, is that they're so sloppy like you'd think with the, with the budget that they've got because they'll they'll make money no matter what because it's an established brand but they could do better uh, but I feel like nobody's really trying I feel like everything about that movie was really half-assed just kind of like ugh will this do? Do we get paid now? Um, and that, that's shit, because it really insults fans of the genre who, who love creepy dolls, people like me.
0: Uh, and does <laughs> and Annabelle right actually off? get up and move around in this one?
4: No, no. I mean, sake. she moves location, but you don't you don't actually see her move. There's one point where you see a silhouette that's kind of Annabelle-shaped that moves and turns into something else, but um, no, the doll never moves, which, which is... A, a missed opportunity i know that they've established now that she's not going to move so fair enough but
0: she could become possessed and start moving around you'd think by charles l ray or something
4: yeah (laughs) i do you know what at this point i'm not i'm not sure i'd even want to watch an annabelle versus chucky you know i think both franchises have been just driven into the ground and as cool as those dolls are just just stay home don't fight just just let someone else have
0: a go what's your high?
4: Recent Blu-ray re-release of a 1979 film called The Legacy. Oh yeah, uh, which is a very silly film in a lot of ways. It's like a 70s witchcraft kind of movie uh, with a spooky inheritance and a lot of people in a gothic mansion and a creepy cat. But you know what? I like that kind of gothic nonsense. I like cats. Uh, so yeah, I was I was pleased with The Legacy. It didn't blow my mind, but it's a really nice transfer they've done to Blu-ray. Uh, It looks nice. Uh, It's got a couple of inventive post-Omen-style deaths, and it's got a cool cat. So, yeah, Legacy was my highlight.
0: Yeah, it's it's all right. It's just a bit um, very tame, isn't it? Kind of a TV movie-type version of kind of Damien Omen 2 kind of things. Sure, yeah. And also, it bugged me that it was was shot in the same village as uh, Lucio Fortress, The Black Cat, which is better.
4: Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of problems with creepy cats in that village Yeah, totally uh,
0: So Luke, we know you're high, what's your low? Uh,
2: my low is going to be uh, Nightmare Cinema
0: Okay, yeah, Which a new is new uh, anthology, yeah?
2: Anthology, and there's only one good, out of the five, there's one good film in the whole thing It opens as a slasher, almost like Friday the 13th um, And it's just a really fun, over-the-top first uh, film in there and then the rest are just bland and boring and there's nothing much going on. And the whole wraparound of the film has Mickey Rourke
5: randomly appearing.
2: Right.
1: Uh, and <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is bad. <laughs> he,
5: Mickey Rourke yeah. is quite scary looking though. So. He <laughs> definitely had a
2: lot of plastic surgery now. So yeah. seeing him on the <laughs> screen after not seeing him for a long time, it's just it was really weird. It was <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's going to be my low.
5: Okay, uh, Emily. I think for my high, I'm going to pick *Demons* 2, just because I'm doing the whole films that's I should that's have watched years film. ago that I really like. <laughs> oh, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's great fun. I don't like it as much as *Demons*, but it's still it's still awesome and ridiculous. And I mad don't like funny.
4: most people I know as much as *Demons*.
5: But <laughs> 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 that's a fair point. *Demons* is quite a quite a high bar for um, for anything, really. But yeah, *Demons* 2 is a lot of fun. All right, yeah. My low, um, last night I was thinking, Oh, I haven't really got a low for the podcast. I wonder what I can pick for that. Now, if you've got Amazon Prime, there's a fuck ton of things that look like potential yeah. lows. There are so many Annabelle <laughs> rip offs on there. Literally everything is about a scary doll. But what I chose um instead was a British film from the late eighties called I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. Oh, with Neil oh.
0: Morrissey. Oh. Yeah. A talking yeah. to
5: Yeah, The Talking Turd is the highlight, and that's all I'm going to say. It's fucking (laughs) terrible. It's like nothing worse than a horror comedy that's done badly. I mean, it's like. It's even got like the girlfriend who just wanders around in a big jumper with her arms folded going stop being so silly in the way yeah. of 80 sitcoms ever and it's just I
4: think I was about 11 when that came yeah. out and it was it was right for that mindset
5: Yeah I think if I'd watched it when I was a kid I probably would have thought it was amazing and a bit naughty because they say things like bloody hell and this and <laughs> there's a dog that gets eaten off camera The only but... joke
4: that I can remember is that I think the one of the cops or the 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 mortician was called Hook uh, and they've got, like, a corpse lying out. And somebody says, let's have a butcher's hook.
1: Oh, dear.
5: Yeah, that, that is, that's is—that's the level. And, and yeah, um, someone, that's the, that's someone's level. got a pool cue stuck up their arse. And the bloke that plays C-3PO is a priest. And there's a hilarious joke with... Um, Neil Morris, he's saying, please come quickly. And the, the priest goes out and he's like, oh, I'm not getting on that. And you think, oh, he's a priest. He won't want to go on a motorbike. And then he appears and he's got his own motorbike. And it's a lot better. <laughs> right. Um, it's an hour and 40 minutes and it feels like about four times as long as that. So um, not great. I think wow. if I'm going to watch films with satanic bikers, I'm going to stick to rewatching Psychomania because I fucking oh. love that film banger. That's,
0: yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. Uh my high oh fuck I've really struggled to find a high. I've had a terrible time of it this month. <laughs> I've watched so many films and they've mm-hmm. all been awful. Um I'm going to go for my high Demon Warp from 1988. Has anyone seen that? Yeah, with George Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, um That's that's good. Yeah, it's a, it's bizarre. It starts out as a kind of cabin in the woods Bigfoot um slasher. But in the last well the second half really it just goes mental and brings in all these other different styles of of horror like zombies and alien invaders and satanic rituals it just goes mental basically I, I don't know if it was planned that way if they were just making it up on the spot but it kind of works
4: that was what the 80s were like you Open the door, there's zombies, Satanists, yeah. aliens everywhere. Neil fun time, yeah. Neil yeah, oh,
1: fuck, yeah. Talking turds, <laughs> vampire motorcycles, yeah, it's great. Yeah, kind of <laughs> what a time
0: to be alive, kind of works. And um, I, I guess it leads me on to my low, which is from 2016 Pool Party Massacre, which is a throwback slasher, um, like 80s oh, style. Oh. It's so fucking dreadful, and uh, I think the. Th- one, it's just a load of girls sitting, like, you know, sort of beautiful model type girls sitting around a, a swimming pool, occasionally one of them go in a house and get killed. But there's... The thing that I think most upset me about it, apart from how terrible the dialogue was, which is so inane, um, is the, the reviews that I read. All these people saying, oh, it's great, it's just like the 80s. All the dialogue is so cheesy. All the gore is really extreme. It's like, it's not. There's a few splashes of blood... There's there's one bit of gore in the whole thing, and and dialogue was not that not like that in the eighties. Yeah, it was, oh, it was so awful.
4: Well, I haven't seen it, but I've seen a lot of things like that, and I think the problem is that all those films that it uh, is trying to be like took well, the majority took themselves quite seriously, and that they were trying to be a horror film, uh, so they were coming from the right place. Whereas if you try to make a film that's crap i think you've got to really love it and understand the genre to to pull that off in a way that's like an affectionate parody that still has something to say whereas most of these films just kind of look down on on the genre and kind of go oh yeah bad dialogue bad special effects (laughs) and i think when it comes from that place of like disdain it just makes something that's really painful to watch and not
0: Fun. Oh, and it does that thing. Like, if you look at what the director looks like, he's obviously like a, a metal fan, and so all these glamorous models sitting around the swimming pool start playing death metal as as their pool party tunes. Like, just says no, they wouldn't.
4: <laughs> I mean, if that does sound like a sick party, to be fair, no. death, death metal and pool models. I mean, but... the, the
0: tag the tagline is worst pool party ever. Um, <laughs> I would call it worst pool party movie ever. It's it's so bad,
3: so bad. That's a shame. That was on my list to watch. Yeah, well, uh, I will remove it
0: now. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, yeah, I would totally put you off watching that, even just yeah. just just as research to find out how bad things can get. Uh, so All right. now on to our Texas Chainsaw Massacre's theme, and what's really annoying me is we should have done this last month, so we could have called it Episode Thirty Texas Chainsaw Massacre but this is episode 31 so we have missed that and on my deathbed when they ask me if I've got any regrets that's going to be the one (laughs) (laughs) and we'll kick things off with the real deal 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre directed by Toby Hooper
1: what happened was true the
0: most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America
3: Sally I hear something stop stop
0: Siblings Sally and Franklin Hardesty show three friends their grandparents' old house in the Texan farmland, but one by one they encounter a monstrous killer who's armed with a chainsaw and a sledgehammer. Um, well, as far as I'm concerned, this is the best horror film ever made, bar none.
5: Yeah, it's fucking brilliant, yeah. It's extremely
3: very good. Careless. I wouldn't
0: call it the best ever, but it is very yeah, it's very good. It's up there. I was watching it um, this time round, trying to figure out if it's like an accidental masterpiece. Like... When they were making it, did they think this is going to be amazing? And how much oh. of it is just, uh, just luck that they just all the things just fell into place because of their limitations of budget and everything else.
4: I went through the same thought process, but I think what settled it for me was looking up what some of the crew had gone on to do. Um, like, I mean, obviously Toby Hooper has not had the most mm. sparkling career since Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the whole. Yeah. Um, but I think looking at Daniel Pearl, the cinematographer, uh, he went on to, to shoot a load of movies that, that were much bigger and much like higher budget. He shot tons of music videos for Mariah Carey as well, weirdly
1: enough. <laughs>
4: um, and yeah, he seems to have had quite a uh, successful career. So I think looking at that and looking at the photography that he does on no budget, you kind of think, well, yeah, actually this guy did have a lot of talent, which is why he's gone on to have a very big career in Hollywood. i not saying that always happens, but in this instance... I um... mean, I can
0: imagine when he was interviewing for the... Role of director of a uh, Mariah Carey video. They say, What prior experience have you got? What relevant experience? It's like, Well, Marilyn Burns screaming her head off is similar. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to go for the booty
4: shot reference, though. No, no, no. (laughs) Because there's there's quite a few uh, shots of uh, backsides in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, and possibly also in mariah carey videos uh which may be the correlation uh Mm. but no i I think the the photography in uh in in this is incredible like a huge part of what makes it good and i don't think that's accidental i think i think it's just an incredible visual mind uh
0: i think yeah he just has a great eye for it and but also it sounds amazing too like Mm. even Mm. I, 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 fuck! I never got round to recording my cat doing his meow. That sounds just like the uh, noise at the start of the film. Ah. <laughs> but he does that. that's <laughs> amazing. Did you did you teach
5: him, or does he just, oh, he just do it naturally? No, he just does it naturally. Which which well, one does that?
3: Pumpkin. pumpkin. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got that vibe about it him. Does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Um, but I mean, it's ugly sounds as well. Like the, that fucking radio station they're listening to at the start mm. is so depressing. That music mm. that the radio station plays, not just the fucking yeah. the that, depressing news stories that they would showing out, but that music.
4: All like I feel like that must have been inspired by like spending time in the American South. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? I, I, In the in the early seventies, I think it it really gets across that kind of bleakness of just. Oh. A horrible place in in, in this instance uh I, I love how it doesn't use a lot of music as well so and when it does it's very discordant mm. so that helps with the sound like that first scene where you see leatherface come out the door like smash him and grab him through the door it all happens so quickly mm. and it's not like they have the temptation to do like an orchestral stab it's just like yeah poof, poof, and it's oh, it's kind oh. of
5: accidentally ended up being sort of like um industrial music really yeah yeah so apparently it was it was toby hooper just kind of mucking around with like broken tambourines and toys and and bits of metal and yeah it's just it it works really really well it's really effective the sound design is and the music is well music sound is is amazing Mm.
0: has anyone got these stories about when you first saw it
5: i didn't see it until i was in my 20s and the reason for that is it was actually behind some childhood trauma namely i was about seven and my uncle Um, who's always been a massive horror fan and still is, except these days I recommend stuff to him and he comes back and goes, oh, that was a bit much for me. (laughs) Um, He decided to tell me the entire plot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Admittedly, um, not particularly seriously, as in there's this bird, right, and she's all screaming and he sticks her on a meat hook. Um, Part of me as a small child was like, this is exciting. And part of me is like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Hmm. And I didn't. Hmm. So I was just like, I don't know if I want to see that. That's going to be terrifying. But then I did see it when I was in my 20s and I was living in a a flat share with people who... I didn't really see and were kind of i saw enough of them for them to annoy me but apart from that um so i kind of got my revenge on them by one sunday watching the texas chainsaw massacre with the sound up really loud on my laptop and so um i spoiled their fun with playing a lot of screaming and industrial scraping noises so um, do
1: you know what
3: right so i live on this like i live on this weird block where basically the center is everyone's gardens and i've got a neighbor who's very loud like at lovemaking and I basically watched from like last night to this morning, like every single chainsaw film, very very loud to drown out the screaming. Wow!
1: So
3: <laughs> my my general sort of courtyard area must have sounded horrific today at like three. <laughs> she really goes for it, man. And then you've got her at the back going ma so It was great fun for twelve hours, whatever Wow. Yeah, a good, good twelve hours. I'm very tired.
0: You're tired. I'm thinking about your neighbour.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> well I was staying up to listen, so I'm very tired. Um,
0: um, it was the uh, only first and only film I ever saw at the Scala in Kings Cross. Um, oh wow! I think the cat's walking across the, the front of the screen added something to it. But but it's just it was such an exhilarating kind of experience. It's, it never ever fails to get my heart racing. This film it's just so exciting it's exciting yeah. and, and scary no matter how many times I watch it it's so good
2: Luke cool. uh, first time I saw it was when uh, Channel 4 oh, used yeah. to show horror films oh, no. at 9 o'clock mm. uh, and I, th- I can't remember how old I was but I was quite young when I did see it and uh, I remember being quite creeped out at that time but it's a film that I've I loved ever, ever since then uh, when Prince Charles show it I always make sure to go and see it when they show it there it's, it's a great film to see on the big That's screen the, because the, the, the Prince the Charles design. cinema
0: not Prince Charles himself No, no Prince Charles <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: yeah. Me and my mate Prince Charles watch it together. (laughs) (laughs) Now Prince Charles Cinema is great to see it. See it, and uh, yeah, I think it's a great film.
4: I think uh, for me, the first time I saw it, uh, it was the first time that I bought uh, a video nasty, a banned tape, Mm. uh, from somebody who was advertising in the back of a magazine called Fear. I was expecting just like a, a cassette. Uh, but he'd photocopied the original sleeve of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, put it in the case, so it looked like a proper copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though it was a bootleg. So I was so fucking excited, Mm -hmm. and I put it on, and it was such a hot summer's day as well, which is the perfect weather to watch these films, because they're so Mm -hmm. sweaty and grimy, and Mm -hmm. it just blew my mind. Like I was expecting it to be super gory, and it wasn't, but I still kind of felt like, man, that was i can see why that's banned <laughs> like, you know i was like yeah i got value for money out of that that's that's a filthy movie
3: it's filthy and brutal as well it's a brutal film from, oh, the, way totally. it, from the first time you see that face like that that really like shocked me because yeah. i knew it was coming because it's such a famous scene but it was just like yeah. no bosh bash bosh literally and it was just like oh yeah okay. i didn't know
0: it was coming We're and like, i especially did, had no idea about the metal door that's
1: just amazing. Such a great noise as well, yeah. isn't it? But it's yeah, yeah. just that.
0: And um, just, I mean, yeah. the, the the one of the most amazing things about the film, perhaps why it works so well, is that they fucking they were trying to get a PG. It's insane. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> Jesus.
4: <laughs> because it's, it's so it's so violent. It's like there's mm-hmm. such a like, constant violence of some description, even if it's just, like, psychological violence towards the viewer. Yeah. It's just so, like, aggressive as a as a film, uh, which is brilliant.
0: But aggressive in a way that, like, I, I respect and it works, not, like, in the way yeah. that it is these days. Yeah. Because, like, like, The Hitchhiker, for example, that's a fucking awesome character, but he's responsible for every fucking stupid, annoying hick character in... Shit, slasher films ever since that just oh, that just say yeah. sexually inappropriate things to people. I mean, that's not as scary as just like setting fire to a, a yeah. photograph in the back of a van. Yeah, you know? that
4: whole scene in the back of the van, so like you un-derving. just you feel that tension. And mm. just as soon as he gets in, and you are kind of like, oh, this was a mistake, mm. but you just you know he's going to kick off, but you don't know when or yeah. how. And it's
0: just oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's such a fucking good film. It's also responsible yeah. for the only serious argument I've ever had with my wife because I screened it for her on a projector looked really great and she was like I can't believe I am with someone who thinks this is a, an acceptable film. And I was I was trying to say, put, Did, put, all the violence that you think you've seen, it's, it's just suggestive. You haven't actually seen it. And it's <laughs> oh not that they, they wanted to get PG. It's not as violent <laughs> oh as Oh my God, it,
4: I, is. Bet, I bet you went full film Twitter on oh, it. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> <It's laughs> the terrible.
1: cinema
0: of it, the cinema. Yeah.
1: It's pure cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it
4: fucking <laughs> is pure cinema. Anyway. Did she object to it because it was disturbing or just because she thought it was shit?
0: No, because she thought it was um, just relentless pursuit of a, of a vulnerable woman mm. for kicks. Mm. Admittedly, Sally is um, the final girl in the film for a full half hour. Everyone else is dead by mm. half an hour from the end. Mm. Um, so it's, it's very which is, efficient. which is another
4: shocking bit where, where Franklin gets it because yeah. you, you kind of feel like he's the protagonist in the, most of the story. is centred around him. He, he's the one whose head you're in the most. And then, yeah. He gets it. <laughs>
0: so, if I have any more fun today, I don't think I can take it. <laughs> he's so good. I love Franklin. Loads of people say he's awful. A great character. I love him. It's brilliant.
4: He's he's a really good character because he's he's quite unusual for that kind of film. Uh, like you don't usually get. Uh, that kind of character in, in that kind of role, uh, and I don't think he's not played for laughs. He's not like you never feel like the, the script looks down on him, mm. uh, which well, is which is good. He, I don't know. I don't I don't think he... so. I think you know he's the he's the victim of a lot of things that, that happen. But yeah. I feel like it's quite sympathetic towards him as a as a person. I I, I felt like there's a I, I felt for him as a as a character even before the really nasty stuff happens because he's having such a bad fucking day yeah.
3: <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a good point though because like in the films that followed it all of the protagonists from the get go you're you're kind of made to hate them because they are just mm. so obnoxious well sorry, the well, more recent ones yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind yeah. of how
4: the genre developed a little I think is sl- slashers is, is it became less about you're your sympathising with the, the victims and more you're mm. sympathising with the killers which Slash, I think is a yeah. An unpleasant development. But, uh.
0: Right, so we asked you, our listeners, to rank the eight films in the Texas Chainsaw franchise from best to worst. And a few of you got back to us with your rankings. Uh not as many as when we've when we've done other listeners' polls in the past, which I thought was interesting because I think this series is um there's something underground about it still. And I think a lot of that is down to the title, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. which still sounds absolutely horrific. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I think I think mean, it's also the most long-running franchise, I believe. Well, yeah, horror. I mean,
0: going for uh, seventy-four to two thousand and seventeen. So. Yeah,
4: and I think maybe people have just drifted away from it and not watched them all. Yeah. I have to admit, there was one that I hadn't watched until this week.
0: So, mm. yeah. Anyway, uh, the nineteen seventy-four original obviously came top. And in fact, there was only one poll entry that put a different film at number one. And that was the film that came in at number two. And I think this is a real surprise. Your number two favourite Texas Chainsaw film... How often do girls just blow their heads off in this shithole town? ...is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from
4: 2003. Mm. You know, I would have been aghast at this if you'd told me it a week ago. But re-watching this the other night... I I actually reckon it might be my number two as well. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it has aged really well. Um, It's completely (laughs) different, completely different to the original. Like, you can't compare it to the original film. But I think it really works as, like, a a sort of thrill-focused, almost like a horror maze attraction, where it's just these really creepy, macabre ghouls chasing people around and there's a lot of gore there's a lot of excitement there's a great uh final girl like jessica beale is it's fantastic i I love her and everything but but in this she's she's particularly good uh it's just really stylish and spirited and i think what's weird is in 2003 when i saw it i was like
2: oh there's michael bay and platinum dooms people they're ruining my
4: nice underground thing they're making it so glossy but now watching it it's like i think it looks really good i think it looks so much nicer than movies look now uh and it's just so exciting like loads of stuff happens and there's there's loads of horror Duff. and i think maybe i'm just missing
0: that from from modern
4: horror films at the moment
0: but i i don't know i love that. i fucking hate it but we'll get into that um <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you guys stand? It's
4: that we'll get into it, I'll see you outside. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. Um I fucking hated it as well, I'm afraid. Oh. It just it it, it it looks okay, Jessica Beale is very good, but it's I think it is excessively glossy, but it then it introduces more of the kind of sort of sexual violence stuff and yeah. it's it 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 makes me a bit queasy and it's just
0: mm. I just feels like it's trying too hard to be gross and grimy and stuff. Like there's, oh. there's bits with pigs. Pigs actually walking around inside the house. You know, that's. It's great. That's, Who doesn't that's, like that? You know, it's stupid. <laughs> it's just trying too hard to be grim. and like the, It's a farm. It's a working farm. You have pigs in the house on a farm. Not a house. And there's like, having, a, having that bloke with the cut off legs and a colostomy bag that's. A bit that's shitty. That's great. Wet shit. Away, it's like but. a geek show. Oh, you just sort of see all these just kind of. It too hard characters, to be horrible. And uh, I, I don't believe in any of the members of the family, including those two women in the caravan, apart from Leatherface. Leatherface is the only one who actually seems like he could be a real character. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to remake a film like the Texas Haskell, where you've got the, the, the chef, the hitchhiker in Leatherface, why would you have two women drinking tea and, and doing the ironing? i I... What's that this, is, about? this
4: is the last thing I'll say about this. I know I'm, I'm steamrollering this conversation because I've I really had this Damascene conversion to this film. But one thing I love about the two women in the caravan um, is it contributes to something that, that I started to get in the second half of this film, uh, which is, like the first one, even though it's nightmarish, it's kind of nightmarish in a very real way. Whereas this had a kind of abstract dream logic to it. That bit in the mm. the van. I just found it really unnerving in the way that a, that a nightmare can be, because it was so out of place and so quiet, and yet it kept up that, that sort of menacing feel because you knew that that tea was going to be suspect. Uh, but they were being so kind of maternal and, and sweet, uh, and, and it was so sort of delicate in the middle of all this like loud bang chaos. Uh, but I like that and the the same thing happened at the end where Jessica Biel's character spoilers uh, says all the same lines that the girl at the start says all that kind of like I want to go home take me out of here I had that like circular logic that a nightmare has as well that that I thought just gave it this really I don't know maybe I just watched it on a on a a sensitive day but but I I found it really uh, scary in a good way
5: okay I just found it sort of nihilistic and
0: depressing yeah yeah that too <laughs> in a good way in a good way <laughs> fuck me up Michael Bay <laughs> oh and link, linking it to um, linking it to the faculty that we talked about last month fucking Harry Knowles gets another bloody cameo doesn't he oh yeah oh, what, his, 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 his head, head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: I mean at least he possibly hopefully wasn't actually on set they just uh. took him I everything about,
0: about this film even fucking right. Kempers stupid facial hair friends me. The
3: that the long face man. Yeah, the stupid yeah. fucking. Yeah, I don't like no, the long face right. man. Um, <laughs> I, the, the fact that
0: it's set in 1973 pisses me off as well, right? It doesn't need to be. It does give that like opening shot There's the uh the police camera footage, a kind of verite edge which is quite creepy, I'll give it that but this version of 1973 <laughs> is not how people actually were in 1973, is it? You can watch the original, see how people actually were in 1973. This is 1973 through the filter of kind of Southern Gothic um, It's.
3: I hope they play Freebird Oh
0: yeah, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. That grated me
0: And I was wondering if this extended family, it's not like the Ed Gein inspired um, killer of the original. It's more mm. like, I think, they. Have you heard of the Bloody Benders? They're known as. The, <laughs> they were a family of. Is, uh, it, is this a Brighton thing No, no, they were a family of serial killers <laughs> in the 19th century in Kansas. And I think right. that these, a lot of these sequels are more in debt to the bloody benders than Ed Gein. And I know it's a fucking stupid name, but it's what they're called. They're American. People don't realise how funny a word bender is in America. So, you know. <laughs> um, there's one good bit where, where that guy gets his leg chainsawed off as he's running away. That's like, yeah, that's how you use a chainsaw as a weapon. That really cuts someone down, literally. Um, but I hate it. I hate this fucking film. I think it's awful.
2: Uh, I absolutely hate it as well. Uh, In the original, you had the people running away and it was scary, but in this, just every single character is just so stupid. When the chainsaw Mm. falls on the floor at one point and it's spinning around on the floor and none of them think, oh, let's pick it up and try and get him back with it, they run away from the chainsaw that they could easily pick up. Mm. I've I've never
4: never tried to pick up a switched-on chainsaw, but I think I'd be a little scared to try.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's shaking on the floor, but it's still... Someone else is fighting him, they're on his back, so they could easily grab the chains all that time. <laughs> and just every single character is just unlikable right yeah. from the start. They walk into just, that woman's shop Jessica to try Biel. And, yeah. oh, Jessica Biel! Oh, Jessica Beale. can anyone the,
0: dislike Jessica Beale? I have no feelings oh. about Jessica Beale either way. Oh.
2: But I wouldn't say... I'd say it's all the, all the men that are in it, just when they go into the shop, they're just... I know you find out later on that that's the, someone that's part of the whole family... Yeah. <laughs> But they even go in and just a rude to her straight away, Mm -hmm. like calling the town a shithole, and it's like I want all of you to get killed. I don't Mm. care about any of you. I just think the whole suicide as well is just that's where it tries too hard to be this whole grimy, Mm. more grimy than the original, where they have the whole camera going out the back of the head, but they do that shot three times to be like, oh look, we can do this
1: camera (laughs) trick. Look at us.
3: How long did she have the gun in her vagina? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know how long I, have you had a gun in your was vagina it, was it
3: well oh. not for a while was Where, it, we was pulled it, it, it
2: out and it was covered or... it was covered in blood yeah, and I don't know if that was right. meant to be something ho- horrible would happen there
0: yeah so she was uh, yeah, like, it's yeah, called don't... menstruation Luke it's perfectly natural <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it tries to do the hammer kill as well that was yeah. so iconic in the original, but it does it in a way where you just see the hammer come towards the camera mm, yeah. and hit the guy and he shakes on the floor a tiny bit well, and then the slam on the door just doesn't yeah, have no. that yeah. impact of the slam on the door yeah. from the original.
4: I, I do agree that the scenes that it tries to recreate don't don't work favourably.
0: At number three in our listeners poll,
5: I was got a girlfriend, I was got
0: a girlfriend. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from 1986, Toby Hooper's own sequel.
3: Great soundtrack.
0: Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do you mean do you mean the score or the songs?
1: No the songs. I had
3: a, bit of had a bit of cramps in there. I was very yeah. happy. Apparently, Debbie Harry released a single for it. Yep, yeah. I went on Wikipedia. Yep. I did my research. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah it was um, it was very eighties. It is. It was very yeah. very eighties.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that that kid at the start, his glasses with the kind of hologram eyes on them. Where'd you buy them? Yeah, what yeah. then? <laughs> you could,
3: oh, you can get them down the market in Britain. Are you serious? Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. They sell them? There used to be a place in Brighton that sold um, magic mushrooms when they were legal. So you get your mushrooms down there and your holographic glasses. Oh, wow. Ah. Cool. Okay. (laughs) 2006 was a different time, guys. Uh, Yeah, it was was very 80s. It was fun. Um, I viewed it and then about five minutes in I was like, I'm just not going to consider this a proper Texas Chainsaw film because it's very silly.
4: Yeah. i think it fits well into the themes um of the franchise i mean it exaggerates things because it's the 80s but then looking mm-hmm. at 80s america and reaganomics and everything that was going on i think the satire even though some of it is so dumb and, and silly i think i think there's definitely a sharpness to it uh mm-hmm. with this whole kind of idea that america eats its own yeah. <laughs> quite quite literally, yeah. uh, not not just in the, the sense of, you know, yeah, cooking them in the chilies, but, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you've got, like, this family of um, different characters that one way or another have been failed by the state, be it, you know, Chop Top and his uh, Vietnam veteran story or um, uh, how, like, the, the cook has had to look after his uh, disabled, troubled family with no support from the...
0: The States.
5: And also, as he says himself, he's a small businessman. Mm, exactly. The, the and country's I, and I, failed the small businessman.
0: That's actually a kind of callback to something that he says in the original, where he's talking about, oh, he's got to turn the lights off before he drives Sally back to the house because, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money to run a small business. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little nice little uh, pick up there.
5: It's like a sort of comic book version of the original, yeah. kind of. Yeah, you know, it's all so, very neon-soaked yeah. and bright and silly yeah. and... Yeah. Really nice to look at though, isn't it?
0: It's so stylish. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, you know the um, radio producer, LG. What do we think LG's oh. short for?
3: Lovely guy. No.
0: <laughs> it's because it's he's got little legs. <laughs> oh, fuck. <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So, You're pleased with that, aren't you? I am you? pleased with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think in this film, I noticed that most of the best kills in the in the whole series aren't with chainsaws; they're with that fucking sledgehammer to the head. Mm. That's mm. a nasty way to die.
4: Weirdly, the best gore in this is uh, that scene at the start where the kid gets his head yeah. torn into is, is very a good yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. But also the the thing that makes this film feels more gory than it actually is is that horrific prolonged sequence with the face Ooh. where stretch is made to wear LG's face and it's just mm. oh, that is so grueling. Like it's 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 funny because of how far they take it, but it's so grim and so just disgusting to watch. Yeah. And it just keeps going like when he gets up and he's skinned it's yeah. just oh man mm. just oh a brilliant sequence.
3: Stretch is great really at this. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy Stretch. She's awesome.
4: awesome.
3: Really Stretch yeah. such a
4: great character.
3: Amazing.
0: I was just reading that one um her audition when she got called in for her audition first thing she did was run in scream at the two Cast into yeah, the Toby Hooper and whoever else was there, screamed at them, saying, "Give me, get off those chairs, get off those chairs, grab the chairs, stack them up against the door as if someone was trying to come in and kill her." Uh, like, fucking brilliant, smart lady. awesome. Yeah. She's great. Um, I also learned today. I mean, this is stuff I've read in the fucking IMDb trivia. So it's not exactly deep, deep cut research, but um, that corpse that they're carry, that Leatherface and uh, Chopped Off carrying around is apparently the hitchhiker from the first film yeah, yeah and yeah, I, I had that. a good look and you, he's got the birthmark on that corpse well. mm-hmm. so it definitely is oh wow yeah.
4: I I enjoyed the Wikipedia page for characters in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's got like a grid of who plays them in each film, mm. uh, which obviously the Leatherface has got lots of different names, mm. uh, and for the Hitchhiker character, whose name is apparently
0: Nubbins Nubbins, yeah <laughs> uh, Nubbins. <laughs> Yeah, they
3: actually
0: the, name him it, at the end yeah, they do, do
3: call him Nubbins yeah. Yeah. Do they call in, in him Nubbins the in the film, they or do. is this
0: just in some sort of... Yeah, they the do
3: They
5: do. Yeah, when do, got, do. when he's got when the cook's got the grenade he's like, well, Nubbins it's... Yeah,
4: but yeah oh. in um, this grid, they've got like Ed and nail, and then
0: Puppet
1: Corpse
3: Um but the he worked hard, that the puppet
0: changing corpse. lineup of the, the family. I mean it does make sense in this one because the hitchhiker is still there in corpse form and Chop Top was at war while the first one was happening. But mm-hmm. I guess it, it was confusing to me from the way back in nineteen eighty six I didn't watch this in eighty six, but when I first saw it and Basically, every film has got a different family dynamic, if you want to call it that, which mm. makes it a really odd franchise, doesn't it? Because no, there's no continuity at all. Yeah. And does that matter?
4: I don't think it no. does. I think, I think it's yeah. like different takes on this legend, almost. Uh, like, you know, they've got this concept, these characters, and it's just different people having a crack at it, really.
0: Yeah. Well, that brings us on to the fourth most popular in the series, according to our listeners poll. You
5: promised. Next
0: one's mine. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 from 1989. Um, mm-hmm. So I remember this being in Fangoria as New Line's attempt to kind of rejack the franchise so that it could be another Freddy, another Jason kind of thing. So, so this, this is one of the, I mean, it's not a sequel. I, I don't count it as a sequel. I think it's a reboot. And I think five of these films are arguably reboots five Of the eight films, mm.
3: this is where I'm lost. I can't remember which one this is. This is the one with Vigo in, yeah. Oh, uh, Vigo Mortenstein, yes, Viggo right. <laughs> yeah. I like him, yeah.
0: So, I really like this, yes. I think, it's I think so for boring. what it's for what it's trying to do for being a franchise Kickstarter kind of thing, I think it does a really good job. Mm. It's, it's the first half is exciting and yeah. you know, that kind of hiding out in the woods slasher kind of thing, second half goes a bit weird which is what you want from a Texas Chainsaw movie, I think. And I think it works. I think
4: the, the ending kind of ruins it. Like, the last 15 minutes, it falls off a cliff when it should uh, get going. Like, I hate it. Like, as much as I love the soundtrack, because it's all, like, 80s slash bands, which is very much my vibe, it doesn't work. So when... when um, oh, my God, what's her name? Michelle. Uh, gets into a fight with Leatherface at the end and it suddenly starts like playing this like pounding metal.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like,
4: no, this is this ruins it. This takes you out at the moment. And then she starts wisecracking and Ken Feree's like, Haven't you guys heard of pizza? And uh, then I think Vigo replies with something like, Yeah, but I like liver and onions. And onions. <laughs> it's like, oh <laughs> God but, I don't know, I really hated that turn for the eighties at the end and, and and also like the chrome chainsaw that is so Pornographically, eighties. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> look at this shiny weapon. I don't know. It's it's it, it takes it just a little bit too far in the wrong direction for me. But I agree. It, it starts out really strong, and, and it has some good bits.
2: Yeah, it's it's got some good moments. Uh, with the yeah, like we said, with the slash bands when it first starts, you hear that bit of metal music playing, you think, okay, that's going to be the vibe the film is. And then the the boyfriend of the film is a really unlikable character, and you want. Just him to get killed as well the whole time, uh, and it doesn't really do the whole thing of the vibe of Leatherface with yeah. him doing sort of booby traps in the woods, all that sort of stuff. It's a complete different thing than the the other films. It's
4: definitely the one that does the least uh, daring things yeah. with it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing.
5: It, it's it's a decently made film. It gets the sort of yeah. Southern Gothic vibe quite well, I think, in the um mm-hmm. the sort of the second the second half of the movie. And like the bit with the guy's legs are it being um, chopped is properly disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's it's not bad. This one. It's not amazing, but it was it was okay. Mm. I think I might have watched the really
2: weird R-rated oh, version though. That's
0: incomprehensible uh. in places.
2: Because uh. there's a bit where he gets hit in the head with yeah. a hammer.
0: There's there's like an entire two minutes cut from that bit because they didn't like the MPAA didn't like the fact that the little girl was involved.
4: So yeah, the yeah. whole
0: build-up to that thing is completely cut, and it just <laughs> happens all of a sudden, this hammer falls from the ceiling.
4: Weirdly, before I watched the film, because it took ages for it to be available at all in the UK, mm. like I, I eventually managed to get like a crappy VHS bootleg of, of the US version, but long before I'd watched it, uh, I'd read the comic book version, because this yeah. was another thing in the 80s, is that they loved doing comic books of, of horror movies, uh, like Nightbreed as well as another one. But um, the Leatherface comic I'd read, and it's so much gorier than the movie. Mm. So I was a little disappointed when I first saw it, because the story's exactly the same pretty much, but uh, there was way more gore in the in the comic. I know it's got like a lot of trouble with the censors, but it's such a shame that they couldn't go as far as I feel like they wanted to. It,
0: it does sound as though um, New Line... Cut a lot of gore out before yeah. we even submitted it for, yeah. to the MPAA, so that's a shame. But um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I really like it. I think it's a great, a great '80s slasher movie. Uh, now entering the bottom half of the rankings, the, the film that you voted number five
3: is.
1: Shit! I just killed the whole
3: fucking sheriff's department. Uh,
0: the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning, the 2006 <laughs> prequel to the remake. <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as the remake, but it is still oh, come bad. I preferred
3: it. I I,
2: oh. I I couldn't put myself through this one this time. I started it, and then I said, no, I'm not doing this.
4: This is everything I hate about origin stories is that it just takes objects and scenes that you don't really care about mm. and it tells you how they happened. It's like nobody gives a shit why the sheriff has false teeth yeah. in the remake. No <laughs> one cares, but you get a whole scene that's going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did this guy that you've forgotten existed lose his legs? Ah, oh, there's a whole plot arc about that.
0: Oh, and when, when he gets his legs chainsawed off, he just goes, hmm. ow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits there, that... sits there going, ow. <laughs>
4: The scene where Leatherface kind of becomes Leatherface and just picks up a chainsaw and it's like, yeah. oh, this is so like Origin story cliché. Oh, it's uh, so bad, isn't
0: it? Because he's just he's just working at the slaughterhouse as it's always been part of his backstory. So that sounds seems like a prime uh, opportunity to show the yeah you know, the grim reality of working in a slaughterhouse. But he's just chopping up some meat like any old butcher. <laughs> <laughs> streaky or plain, streaky or plain love. <laughs>
4: But they'd obviously watched Wolf Creek because this film is just mm-hmm. a man in a hat tells jokes while torturing people <laughs> which is something I yeah. really hate because it's it's exhausting to watch somebody being cruel and thinking that they're being mm-hmm. funny to me that's like one yeah. of the worst things you can watch there's why so many like politicians when they make these like degrading jokes and they think they're being really witty but they're, but they're actually just being really horrible and, and cruel I hate that and th- and that's what this film is it's it's just one guy making cruel jokes, and I just find it draining. I, I was so glad when it was over.
0: Do you like the bit where they drive into the cow and it explodes, though?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that is pretty cool, but it's... It's, um... so,
0: it's so Grand Theft
4: Auto, isn't it, when they hit people with the car? Because there's the exploding cows, but I swear at the end, where they hit the police in the roadblock... They like the the people like explode and their limbs go in loads of yeah. different directions, like in a game. It's really bizarre. Mm. Such a bad movie.
5: The only notable thing about this is that when I was trying to d- describe to a mate of mine what I was watching, he started singing Chainsaw Babies to the theme tune of Knock Babies. <laughs> Please, yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: And I, I I really wish that had turned up in it at some point. Baby Leatherface amazing.
4: putting play doh on his face. <laughs>
5: yeah. Oh, bless him. No, surely it would be bits of um, bits of corned beef or whatever yeah. an equivalent.
4: Baby food,
0: spam, uh, beef yeah. jerky. Um, I think the kids in this one are less irritating than the ones in the in the previous film. The no, they're, they're they're more they're more dull in this, and they've got uh, no like, like consistent
4: personalities.
0: But once they've been captured, I find it, it is quite suspenseful, and I think that's partly because they're more likable. So you don't necessarily want them to get killed, but you know, it's still <laughs> a bad film, don't get me wrong. There's no Jessica Beale. Don't give a shit about Jessica <sighs> Beale. <Biel, sighs> <lightly said. laughs> I love I love Jessica Beale. She's brilliant. Well, she's well, one of my Jessica
4: Beale I, I think she's awesome. I think every film she's in, she makes it a bit better. Like, she's a really good actor. I really like Jessica Beale. And I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that.
3: Jessica Beale, creepy dolls and spooky cats that is that that, that
4: is my happy place
3: (laughs) (laughs) well we know what we're getting you for christmas okay (laughs) um
5: spooky doll of jessica beale being carried in by a possessed cat no it's a spooky like
3: jessica beale outfit that you can put on your cat oh lovely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh next Halloween Oh I've given away now oh sorry oh no oh. I just find it oh. hard to
0: believe that if you did that if you dressed a cat up as Jessica Biel anyone would <laughs> look at it and go oh wow well, you've dressed your cat up as Jessica Biel <laughs> <laughs> that really distinctive oh, and
1: memorable I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm going to have to it,
5: it would right need now. to have a sign round its neck saying Hi, I'm Jessica Beale. Yeah, it
4: Beale.
0: would I, I mean, I honestly, I can't even picture her oh, now man. I mean, watch this
4: film. Do you know what? Film. I just Googled cats dressed like Jessica Beale And what I got was Jessica Beale dressed like a cat Oh
1: wow. <laughs> no it's oh, awesome do you, need to, do you need to take 10 oh, minutes? Oh Yeah, I need to take 10
4: minutes just to scroll through Google Images And just She just comes
3: up to you in the night, rubbing her face on your face, going, <laughs> "Jessica <Biel>. <laughs> <laughs> Or that she going to say? her name like a Pokemon. I, I thought oh, that was, that was like my cat
5: impression.
4: Yeah, it was good. If you've ever listened to that cat doing poetry, mm. um, it
3: sounds. Oh Lord like no, oh, John, don't oh piano. Jessica Beale.
5: <laughs> Why,
1: <laughs> I, I. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've
5: not seen this cat doing poetry. I thought you were doing the oh nice one. Right, Here Best video
3: on the internet. Oh why All, way, way, <laughs> all the left lim- <laughs> it's, it's
4: terrifying. Great. If you watch it with the subtitles <laughs> and, and you see what what they've interpreted this cat as reading, it's a beautiful poetry.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, moving on from that, um, our listeners' poll put this one at number six. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw 3D from 2013. <laughs> do your thing, cos
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Luke, do you like that? No. Oh.
2: Saw <laughs> it so in the cinema. Uh, was laughing the whole time because of how hilarious it was, mm-hmm. and with Leatherface jumping over a fence in the most hilarious oh, way good, while he's running with the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: good. That I like this one. It's the 3D. Worse. He throws a chainsaw at the camp. That's good. They're, yeah. The 3D is not particularly worthwhile in it, apart from that scene.
3: Other than the original, I think I enjoyed 3D the most.
0: Really, it awesome.
3: Was, yeah, it was very enjoyable. It is. I yeah, liked the whole. It's, like, it's good fun. This one. It's like proper sort of silly popcorn.
5: And it, thing, And, like, yeah. and like, you know
0: what? What makes it good is it's not set in some fantasy version of the past. It's present mm-hmm. day. I mean, it's, it's too present day, really, because the main character should be 40 odd.
4: But it Usher's in it as well, isn't it? Uh, no,
0: Trey Songs. Uh,
4: is it Trash Songs? Yes. I knew it was one Ooh, of those guys who has a high pitched voice and sings a lot about his penis, but I couldn't remember which one. <laughs> like, Trey Songs has that song, uh, is, it, is it called Dive In or something, where there's just that sort of elongated
5: splash
4: at the start, and it's just really gross.
5: Well, does that make it good or bad in the whole high pitched penis rap stakes? Is that. Uh... It's not the penis that's high pitched. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the rap is. <laughs>
4: I, high I, high I, I slung, high we're pitch, we're, pitch We're going down a <laughs> we're, we're going down yeah,
5: Dive in, dive yeah. in. We are going down the wrong kind of hole. Anyway.
4: Trey Songz did I Invented Sex, didn't he? That was his song. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a song called I Invented Sex, I swear. That is quite like, a brag. No. That, I, I, no, 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 no. No, no,
1: no. I'm sorry.
5: Trey's... Is he 13 years old? Featuring <laughs> Drake,
4: no less. Trey Songz, I Invented Sex.
5: That's the sort of thing you'd hear a kid say on a bus, yeah I invented sex. <laughs> I totally invented it. No one did that before me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we did, mate. Um What the fuck? Where were we? I don't know about the oeuvre of Trey Songs. No. I need to check I, it out. I, honestly,
4: here. check out I Invented Sex. And, uh, shall, we, shall,
0: shall we move on from Trey Songs? <laughs> to talk mean, about the film. One about, <laughs> <did one laughs> like he,
4: he was using cake as a. Yeah, yeah Trey Songs' cake is, is the other song that, that is. Uh, he does like Is it I Invented metaphor.
5: Cake? No one ever, <laughs> no ever had a cake before.
4: <laughs> but no, seriously, but okay, Kate, okay, hang on, hang on. Here's, here's the chorus of cake for you. This is, this is. I'm just going to read the lyrics. to cake. It says, "Cakes on the menu. Cake, cakes on the menu. Cake, cake, cakes on the menu. I'd like to have dessert for starters. Tell me, baby, can you take my order? Oh, <laughs> well, that is seductive. Okay. Well wow. I mean, Yeah. That's Trey songs, cool. ladies and gentlemen. Well, I,
0: I, I wonder what situation he was in when he came up with that lyric. <laughs> He was hungry,
5: probably. <laughs> well, I mean, he invented hungry. sex. That's, that's hungry. He, well,
3: it? yeah, he, he was probably hungry after he invented sex, yeah. So <laughs> He was having a wank in Patisserie Valerie. Good film, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, two films left to discuss, and your number seven chainsaw movie, the one that's not quite the worst of the lot, is...
1: I want these people to know the meaning of horror.
0: From 1994, The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a.k.a. Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Next Generation. People hate this film. I think it's fucking brilliant.
5: It's mad. It's
2: not Leatherface. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Do you know what, right? I think if there was ever a parallel universe where Clive Barker and John Waters made a movie together and Divine (laughs) played Leatherface... (laughs) <laughs> and I would totally fucking watch that. Yeah, it would be something a bit like this, only possibly slightly less mid 90s in its um, in so... the way that it looks. It's it's very strange. This film. Do you
3: like it, Emily? But Do you guys? Strange... I, I
5: thought it was good fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, strange it's... in a strange in a good way. Strange in a. I'm enjoying this more than probably feel that I should. And also, I was watching it going, God, I wish I'd had a couple of beers because this would probably be the best film ever after a couple of
0: beers. Where I stand on this film is that I find it incredibly creepy and unnerved because um, the way it ends Is so confusing And unexplained <clears throat> And um, things just happen People appear out of nowhere A fucking crop duster appears out of nowhere There's two old people in that truck In that motorhome Appear out of nowhere <laughs> and, it, and then <laughs> and then there's over. that scene in the hospital Where Sally from the first film Is carried past on a gurney And I don't, didn't even realise that when I first watched it That it, that it was her Just some some woman on a gurney goes past, and the, the sheriff says, What the hell's going on here? And then the credits roll. And then it says, um, Patient on Gurney, played by Anonymous, I think it says. And then I looked it up, and it's Marilyn Burns. She's playing Sally. And i like, Fucking hell, there's so much more going on here than it lets on. And I found, find it really eerie. It
5: reminded me a little bit of David Lynch's Lost Highway, yeah, in the sense I, I of, guess, yeah. you know, just the. There's, there's some <laughs> random dude who seems to know what's going on but he's a bit cryptic about yeah. it like the, the guy with the kind of the body modification and the yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the meaning of no, horror no, kind no. of thing and at the end you get René zellweger telling him to fuck off and he pretty much goes fair enough
0: oh and also the first half of the film where René zellweger is in the sally role being chased around brilliant she's really good at it and it's exciting in that first half really creepy towards the end and i mean i i, I advise everyone to give this film another chance it's so good it's not really a chainsaw massacre, though. There's is no chainsaw. It, it doesn't really kill. Doesn't
2: really kill no. anyone.
0: No,
5: <laughs> no, but it's got Matthew McConaughey in a robot with a robotic leg. So Oh,
2: the remote fight is uh, one of the best scenes. <laughs> so ridiculous. It, why have they got? Why is he? Why does he have two remotes in his pocket for his for his leg thing?
3: Backup.
5: Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, doesn't he like it when his lady friend kind of mucks about with yeah, his,
3: with his yeah, leg? Yeah, with his leg. So they filmed this film and then they didn't release it and they released it mm. like after renee zellweger and matthew Aww. mcconaughey got famous and they were like no we have to do like a really small release because we want to keep on the good size of mcconaughey because yeah. all right all right all right so it got a really small release and then when they recently tried to like release the blu-ray um, yeah the artwork they yeah. had to like get rid of yeah on the artwork on the dvd cover blu-ray cover uh, there's no renee zellweger or matthew mcconaughey they're like we want nothing to do with this do not put our picture oh. on it we just don't know it's it's tragic really because i mean they're both really good at it <laughs> <laughs> are they
1: all right entirely. all right all right oh
5: he he's pre he properly goes for it on the Chewing the scenery it.
4: oh it's embarrassing i don't even I, I don't know like i listen to you talk about it and i feel like either i'm insane or you're insane or there's some <laughs> gigantic disconnect because like you're, you're literally saying that you like things about it that are, like... I mean, ugh, I guess it's all down to interpretation, like, you know, death of the author or whatever, but this film is absolute <laughs> sheer idiocy from one frame to the, you know, to the end. Like, it's horrible. Like, it's like Kim Henkel had a bunch of fridge magnets, and he stuck them on his fridge in a rough order, got his mates around for a party, somebody was drunk and moved them into a different order, and Kim Henkel just went, yeah, that's my script. It just makes no sense. There's no... Even the dialogue is just words spouted (laughs) in a random order. And Cliff's like, oh, I found it really unsettling because there was no logic. It's like, it's just bad filmmaking. (laughs) It's just really bad, like, colossally bad filmmaking. And Matthew McConaughey is so, so embarrassingly bad in this. Just, like, just constant tongue flicking and eye bugging and just... Oh, 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 Everything, everything in this film just rubs me up the wrong way. I don't think I've ever watched a film that has irritated me as profoundly. And I'm sure you could say... That's a testament to how Kim Henkel made like anti-cinema,
0: and he's bending
4: the rules, and he's (laughs) he's manipulating what you can and can't do with with
0: with anti-cinema.
5: No, it's it's not that. It's not so much a kind of a. It's not kind of a postmodern experiment. Ah, let's just let's just see what people can take. Ah, do you see what I did there? There might be bits of that there. It is a fucking mess, but it's a very very enjoyable mess, and sometimes it is genuinely unsettling. And it's also the first time I've ever watched Renée Zellweger in anything and not wanted to just scream, oh, oh fuck off Renée Zellweger. Her
4: voice. <laughs> so. uh, I mean, I have to admit, I'm sure she's a lovely person. We've obviously got something in common because she hates this film. Um, <laughs> but her voice, especially in these early movies, like where she was just really putting on that like,
1: <laughs> kind of
2: voice, and it's just, oh, oh it's so she's, annoying. She's from Texas though, isn't she? Is she from Texas? Yes, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. she was born in Texas. Wow, okay. I don't know. All I
0: can say is the first time I watched it, I watched it during the day on um, DVD, and um, I went straight out to the shop uh, afterwards and just walking around just outside my house down to to the shop, I was so creeped out. It it just felt, the world felt unreal. (laughs) It was, Yeah. I don't know. I love it. I
4: I mean, I, I, if, if your greatest fear is that you might wake up in a really badly written reality, then, yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can see yeah, this, this. Have you badly.
0: seen what reality's like lately?
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you make of the whole Illuminati subplot about it? if you could call it a it's, subplot. It's
4: what happens. It what ha- it's what happens to a lot of creative people when they get older, is they lose their minds and they start becoming obsessed with bullshit conspiracies. Like-
0: but outside of the writing of it, do you think it makes any sense within the film world? What's it trying no. to say?
5: Is it meant to be something that's a, a ritual that has to happen in a sort of cabin in the woods, styling? Yeah. Bit, that By quite
0: a long way. Yeah, and way. Also, also what it reminded me of was martyrs because of the whole... What they're trying to do in Martyrs is very similar to what the Illuminati guy seems to be trying to do in this film. I
4: think it, it makes it less scary. It's what it's what they did in Hostel 2 as well, which they took something that was quite scary because you had no idea how it worked. And the more you think about it, the more you would question it. Uh, and in Hostel 2, they tried to put this whole kind of conspiracy thing and they tried to explore the organisation responsible for these torture hostels. Um, and that takes away... A lot of mm. what's scary about it. And it's the same with this. Like, the dumber and the bigger they make it, the less it's just, oh, this is just a family of psychopaths, uh, which is a scary thing in itself. And I think, yeah, again, he's like made a fundamental misunderstanding of horror. I hate it so much. Fair enough. Sorry. Most, most
0: people do. That's why it's our number seven. But that means that our listeners' least favourite, most hated film in the series is our second feature. 2017's Leatherface, directed by Julien Murray and Alexandra Bostilo.
1: You let those boys go this instant.
5: He's not under arrest,
1: he's under protection. What are you talking about?
0: I'll take all yours, Burner. All of them. The state of Texas instituted an endangered child care program. Keeping them here is safer for everyone.
1: I want every cop from here to New Mexico on the lookout. This is evil. He's putting down. You show him who you are.
0: In 1965, a group of psychiatric patients escapes from the institution where they're being held and set out on a violent journey towards the Mexican border. So it doesn't sound much like a Texas Chainsaw movie from that premise, does it? And uh, besides, did anyone ask for a second Leatherface origin story 11 years after the last one? CJ, you're one of the world's few fans of this film. (laughs) I saw this at Fright Fest and I thought
4: that perhaps it was the Fright Fest effect, uh, especially because I think I'd had a whole day of watching films that weren't actually horror films. They were either sort of genre-adjacent or, or just really boring. So I thought maybe I liked this more because it was a horror film, and there was a lot of gore, and that was, that was a low bar. <laughs> um, but then I rewatched it uh, today, actually, to make sure that my opinion was not just skewed by Fright Fest. And do you know what? I really, I stand by it. I really enjoyed this. I think uh, as an origin story, it didn't do what the beginning did, which was just like, here's how he got his teeth. Th- this was more <laughs> like it wrote a new story around it, so you didn't quite know where it was going. Like, I think you'd have to be film blind to not realise the misdirection with Bud and how that's not Leatherface. Like, obviously, that is set up.
0: Yeah, I should point out, like, the, the kind of mystery in it is that. There's all these kids in an institution and we know that one yeah. of them is going to become Leatherface, but um, we don't know which one. Uh, or as Vanessa Grass, who plays Nurse Lizzie, puts it.
5: It's mainly about these kids who are lost and
0: it kind of follows their trail. And then at the end, you realise that one of them is actually the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The whole It's the
1: whole massacre! The whole massacre. Oh,
5: <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ!
4: Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. Like this for me was just a good story. Like it, it was, uh, uh, I mean, I like road movies and I like Southern Gothic and it did both of those things. It was super gory. Like the gore was re- I mean, that final chainsaw kill is the chainsaw kill of the franchise and but that, that is how you saw a motherfucker up.
1: Uh, oh yeah, think, that's good. Uh, uh,
4: yeah, that is good. I think there's, there's that, but then but then I just I just thought it kept me guessing, and for a franchise, the as much as there's a lot of really good stuff in it, like this franchise is kind of the same story over and over again. Whereas Leatherface does that for about ten minutes at the start, and then kind of kicks it aside and does something a little bit different, and that kept my interest. I, I liked the cast, I liked the characters. I, I you know I just thought it was something a bit different, and it made sense, and it was well paced. And I really enjoyed it, just as a, as a dark, straight-faced horror film with a lot of gore. And you don't get many of those at the moment. And yeah, I liked it a lot. I don't understand the hate. I don't understand what there is to, to hate.
5: I think the, the story's reasonably okay, but it's just, it's quite, the way it's executed is quite dull. I mean, I love a road movie, mm. I love Southern Gothic, but it doesn't do either of them particularly well. And it's a waste mm. of some good performances. Lily Taylor's always good, but yeah, yeah she's great. you feel sorry for her being in this movie. I didn't dislike this as much as, say, the um, the remake, but it, it's just really kind of a bit nothing-y. Mm.
0: Luke, you saw it at Fright Fest mm. too, did you?
2: Yeah, I saw it at Fright Fest. Uh, I just don't I don't think it's good. I, I think it's weird to have a guy that was in EastEnders then play Leatherface. He, I, who, I, I was, was actually quite excited about
1: that. He was was good he at, in EastEnders? Yeah, he was. Dyer's guy?
0: Danny Dyer's son he played. Whoa. Um, oh, his K-San. son. Uh, Sam Strike. Oh, really? yeah, um He... I was oh. excited about seeing what he would do with that character but he just mumbles the whole way through
2: yeah it's a it's a massive missed opportunity and I think the whole reasoning behind why he then wears the face is just ridiculous really
5: I'd like it if it had a theme tune that was someone saying he wears a leather face <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get frosted tips on the phone. <laughs> um, we need a theme tune. Well, they do it like a sort of Bond opening credits with, like, sort of girls in bikinis and then change. He
3: wears a lover face. <laughs>
5: dun, dun,
3: dun, dun, <laughs> on his face. <laughs> Dun 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 He's got a face on his face. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. He's the Texas Massacre
1: There we go. Ma- amazing.
5: Yeah. If it had that, it would have been good, but it didn't, so it's not.
4: Yeah, that would that would have made it better, right? I agree. Um I
0: agree. you say it's really gory, and it is really gory. I still I still maintain 3D is gorier but The gore in this is largely done in a kind of pedestrian way you get in crime thrillers. Like, this is what a chopped up body looks like. It's not done in a kind of, here's horror, here's gore kind of way. I I disagree. At the end, that that, that, that bit at the end is totally gory, yeah. I'll give you that. Um, I don't know. I also, I definitely have an aversion to these films when they're set in the past. I think the three that are set in the past are just so tedious and... I don't know why. I, I think it's because it's their fantasy idea of what people were like back then that doesn't bear any... It's, it's unrelatable. It's unrelatable to me.
3: You want Leatherface 2020?
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. That would be futuristic. So Leatherface in futuristic, space. Right what yeah. Oh,
5: Leatherface Le- in space. Definitely leather space. not, not
0: Leatherface leather in space. Leatherspace. Leather Leatherface. Space.
3: Leather leather That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> it
3: would have all those like sound effects. You, 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 yeah. you have
0: seen Jason X, yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's brilliant. That's the best Friday the 13th, though.
0: Oh, oh, oh.
4: oh. <laughs> Can't wait till we do that franchise. These fucking,
0: oh, the, the takes tonight are just too poor. Too scolding. Too scolding.
4: No wonder there's a heat wave in the UK at the moment. It's just from these fucking takes.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, also, I got really confused the first time I watched it, because it's all about, like, Verna trying to rescue Jed, but then no one in the group is actually called Jed, and I didn't really well, understand what the fuck was going on the first time. They,
4: they because they explain it, now, the, the kids, kids are all renamed when they, they're they, renamed. Yeah, they which is the over. whole
0: sort of crux of the mystery. Yeah, I know. I really didn't understand it, but it might have been because when I saw it at Frightfest, I was in uh, C- C32 or something, which is like... <laughs> fucking right at the front and in front of this enormous IMAX screen but way off to the side by the exit so if looking at a film is like you know fucking peering up at a parallelogram <laughs> and trying to make out the images <laughs> of it's, it's fucking insane that the cine world Leicester Square is allowed to sell seats like that you, you yeah, cannot... I,
2: was, I was sat in the front row as well
0: of oh, the super God, screen gosh. and it was
2: hard
4: to I, I think that super screen's horrible anyway like I think especially for most of the films that show at Fright Fest which are not designed for big screens yeah. uh, it, it doesn't do them any favours no
0: it's mad in that. it oh well <laughs> enjoy Fright Fest everyone <laughs> <laughs> um, the, have you seen the alternate ending to Leatherface
2: no, actually. You know. Is it a dance is it a dance yeah, that's number? Right. It's called Oh it's yeah.
0: Called I invented sex. It's <laughs> I invented Cameo from Trey Song songs from the previous film. I invented sex. Nice. good. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's better. The, the the alternate ending is better. It's like drawn out and really dark and kind of um, It's quite you know dark anyway. No 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 it's it's proper dark. It's 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 elevated, <laughs> CJ, it's elevated. I'd prefer this. Um, And if if if, if the whole film had been done in that kind of style, I'd have preferred it. But oh, what really fucking disappoint. I was so excited for this film because the new Texas Chainsaw from the bloody makers of Inside. But they've they've made one good film and it's Inside. All their other films are shit.
2: Livid was all right, but it wasn't great. Don't like it.
0: Don't like them anymore. Inside is so good. but
4: They make things that look nice, though, don't they? I mean, I think Leatherface <laughs> looks nice as well. They're, they're very stylish, directors.
0: actors. I mean, going back to the original,
4: does it look oh, as the, good the, the, as the original? The original's such an outlier. Like, the original <laughs> has a unique visual quality that no other film's really imitated or and isn't that the in, in many ways better? Isn't that
0: the problem with this whole franchise, that nothing was ever going to match that?
4: no but then but then that's what i like about the fact there's no continuity that this just feels like different spins on these characters um without i don't know i i feel like i never really compare these films to the originals i'm just like yep here's some cannibal splatter and i like it there's
0: not there's not even any cannibalism in leatherface that's true brian have you said anything about leatherface yet
3: that's boring. There you go. Shall we
0: play Scary Noises? <laughs> yes, we. Yeah. So, six pairs of clips to identify, and one half of each pair will be from a Texas Chainsaw movie CJ and Bryony versus Emily and Luke. We've got any exciting noisemakers tonight? Ow! Ooh. What the hell was that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that hurts my ears. Luke's showing us up
3: again with his sound effects.
0: Right. Here's your first pair of scary noises. This
3: is Pelham speaking.
0: Who's that?
3: Oh. All right. uh, I'm Pelham. I'm,
0: uh, I'm speaking from my office.
1: Who are you? I've told you I'm Pelham.
3: I'm I am! There's no need to shout. Your name may be Pelham, but I am Harold Pelham of Freeman, Pelham and Dawson. No. Was one of them from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice try. But I see what you did there.
1: <laughs>
3: well, I got it right.
0: <laughs>
2: was the music from the beginning?
0: Yes, Luke, it was. Wow. That's what I said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, so uh, anyone got any ideas on the dialogue? Ah, oh, oh, wait, rumors.
4: wait, I got I got no. I got an idea and a spooky fact yeah. as well. Ooh. Which is I'm going to say Full Moon High no. as is traditional for, for when it. I don't know. <laughs> and here's a fact for you. Full Moon High same cinematographer as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Daniel Burr. No way. So that is such yeah. a
0: fucking useless way of trying to crowbar in a fact that you forgot to mention earlier. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Guilty as charged.
0: Uh, no, it was uh, The Man Who Haunted Himself. Oh. And by the way, did you know that um, Bob Burns, who did the amazing production design on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, has got the same number of letters in his name as Roger <laughs> Moore, who stars in The Man Who Haunted Himself.
4: <laughs> that is astonishing. And they both begin with R and O. They do, as well. they do.
0: They, they, yeah. yeah, Roger Moore begins with O, that's right. What? What, (laughs) 007? But Robert Burns doesn't begin with. No, Roger Moore is actually spelt with an O at the start, it's just the the O is (laughs) (laughs) silent.
4: It's like in possums when you see possum spelt with an O at the start, like O possum, but the O is silent.
5: (laughs) Oh, Roger Moore. Is that that possum that's licensed to kill? No, Roger Moore. Well, the, the guy that directed um, the movie you were slagging off earlier, the the Annabelle one, okay. is a dog. Maybe Roger Moore was really a possum, and nobody knew. Or an opossum. Oh, I'm going oh, straight man. on Wikipedia after this. this.
4: This is the problem when we record this podcast late.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've checked out completely. <laughs> right, well, we, well. check yeah. back
0: in, Brianie, because you might have to do an impression of the music for this one. Here's Yay! Yeah, here's your second pair Most of these kids are given a new name So they can hire from their degenerate uh,
5: Criminal Yeah, probably we call
0: you Or even his real name
1: But you know who he is You and that sideways ranger You know him all I have
0: a lot of patience Yes, CJ It is Leatherface, the
4: dialogue yep.
0: Dialogue is from Leatherface, yeah
4: Yes. Um I mean overall the impression was just like a noise band. So, uh, so Bryony would probably know what the music's from.
3: I don't know what it's from, but I uh, I can do it for you. <laughs> yeah,
4: please, it might it might help. It might help.
3: Okay. Give me a sec. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> It's going
4: to be Christmas number one, but I, I, I don't know. Um, um, just
3: imagine laying I Want Cake on top of that. Uh, <laughs> Betray Songs legs. remix. Any idea of music? <laughs> no. No idea. That was from
0: Black Devil Doll from Hell. Oh. Mm. Creepy Dolls, you should have got that. Yeah. Damn. Great
2: movie.
0: Uh, right, number three. Now, my ears aren't what they used to be, but I swear I could have heard you say something about the Crossing plot. I inherited it. You're Carson? Yes, Emily.
5: Uh, the dialogue is Texas Chainsaw 3D. It
0: is. Any idea about the music? No. No, no. Uh, I have got the music. So music to identify for Bryony and CJ. Now my ears aren't what they used to be, but I swear I could have heard you say something about the Carson place. I inherited
1: it. You're a Carson?
5: Nope. Sorted.
1: Yep.
3: Yeah, you've got
0: her eyes. You knew
4: her? Yeah. you and your family go way back. No. I did criticise a film recently for having busy jazz on the soundtrack. <laughs>
0: Ooh,
4: can, can I take a guess? Yeah, at, of course. Because it's, the one I criticised was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 70s oh. version.
0: No, it's Death Laid an Egg. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Which also has busy jazz. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's why you should have known it. Because it has busy jazz. Bryony, you,
4: you, you'd you love Death, Laid and Egg.
3: Seriously. Is it an Italian sex film? Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's, uh, do you know, I was literally going to say, is it an Italian sex film? Because it sounds like the music from an Italian sex <laughs> film. Well,
0: you, you'd be in luck. <laughs>
3: well, excellent. I'm going to lay some eggs.
0: Uh, right, halfway and it's...
3: Next one, yeah!
0: Halfway and it's 2-1 to Emily and Luke. So here's the fourth one.
2: Boy so psychotic, and I think he's very dangerous to everybody in the school. Will you,
1: you at least put him on suspension?
3: On suspension after you nearly fractured his skull! Oh, damn it. Yes, Briany. Um, the music is the end of one of the Texas Chainsaw massacres. I think it's the Next Generation. Correct. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I haven't got it nice. written so long. Ooh, thank you, because it was it's jaunty.
4: Do you know the dialogue? no I was too busy trying to figure out the music it was like sort of Southern Pride Michael Nyman yeah I, I didn't catch a word of the
0: dialogue sorry okay uh, Emily and Luke dialogue to get
2: Sir the is psychotic and I think he's very dangerous to everybody in the school will you,
3: you at
1: least put him on suspension
3: on suspension after you nearly fractured his skull god damn it he did it to himself why do you always take his word over mine don't,
1: don't look at me when I came in he had the kid's blood all over his hands
0: no, no.
4: Nah. I've got a guess if I can have yeah, one. I do on, it at the same time. Was it?
0: Was it Christine? No, it's Class of 1984. Ugh. All right. You shitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <that> was,
3: <laughs> nice. No, I was talking cool, some about Christine today. Yeah.
0: Uh, here's the fifth one. There's over
1: here. There's scratch marks along the wall. There's some more over here. Along here. Yeah, um, there's yes, Luke.
2: Uh, it's the from the text Chainsaw remake. It is, the, the dialogue. dialogue, yeah. Uh, didn't get the music, though.
0: Emily, music? No. Okay, so CJ and Brian E, can you get the music?
1: There's, over here, there's scratch marks along the wall. There's some more over here. Along here, yeah. Oh, there's something over here. Seems seems like, like a pot of hair and an uh, embedded singer now. We're going to
0: go mm-hmm. move into the uh,
4: actual furniture. No, I have no idea.
0: No, it's Peeping Tom. Oh. oh. Uh, yeah. So with the last one, uh, it's now three-two to Emily and Luke. So here's the last one.
5: Release really you? Yeah, fine. Release me. Just say it. Just fucking say Don't it. Don't you swear at me? Shit! Don't you ever raise your voice? Yes,
0: Luke. Luke got in there first.
2: Uh, the dialogue is hereditary. It
0: is. Do you get the, um, music? Don't to get the music? Emily, do you want to guess at the music? Texas Chainsaw 2? No. CJ and Brian, you can't win, but for the moral,
1: uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> do you get the music? i release you. Yeah, fine, release me. Just say it. Just
5: fucking say don't it. Don't you swear at me, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Do you understand? All I do is worry and slay and defend
4: you just wanted to play that so she could say that bloody line didn't you i love that line it's a great <laughs> line it's almost got to be texas Chainsaw massacre 3 hasn't it because we've done all the others i think well
0: that's what it is
4: process <laughs> so, of elimination over action
0: 4-3 <laughs> to emily and luke has picked the theme for next month's episode and she's gone for killer objects, blobs, clothing, basically things that shouldn't be able to kill people but do. And Brian, what have you chosen for our second feature next month? The stuff. The stuff. Ooh, killer yogurt. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and as winners of Scary Noises, Emily and Luke, you get to pick next month's first feature. What do you fancy? Uh,
2: I'd say the refrigerator. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what Emily wants <laughs> to...
5: Yeah, let's go with the refrigerator.
0: All right, so tweet us, Facebook us, follow us on Letterboxd, review us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and tell your friends about us. We'll be back in August. Uh, well, CJ, you won't. You're having to skip next month. But we've got Phil Gerard back for one month hey. only.
1: Hey. So
0: until then, thanks for listening.